0: The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Let's go! Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on -on One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, One-on-One showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers. Here's your host, Poppy
1: Chulo. Welcome to One on One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Thursday, April sixth, twenty twenty three. Listeners, please welcome European adult star on the rise, Tony Rope. Welcome to the show, Tony.
2: What's that mean? What's that mean, Chulo? What's that, Poppy Chulo? How we doing?
1: You know what? I'm pretty good. I'm having a good day. I'm glad that you're on. You are a star on the rise that has been doing fantastic work. So I'm really glad to have you on so I can pick your brain about your experiences in the industry.
2: Oh, Thank you very much for reaching out to me. and I, I hope I could sh- shed some valuable insight. I love the sound of that. So I typically start
1: off these interviews by getting some unique stats out the way. What's
2: your height and weight? My height. I'm, about, I'm five foot 11 just. Uh, of five foot 11 just. And what's oh, so weight? My weight is only, I can put it, if, if I say in stones, yeah, I'm just about 11 eleven stones and a quarter. I don't weigh that much. The listeners can Google
1: that. If yeah, they need a so the conversion
2: for <laughs> If I'm right in thinking, that's probably something only about like 78 kilos or something like that.
1: Okay, and the listeners can still they can do the conversion if they need to convert it even more.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah For, you do pounds, <laughs> in it.
1: <laughs> some yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't we don't do kilos. We do pounds. Yes, uh, but you know the rest of the world understood exactly what you are saying, which is fine. We're just the I strange guess, ones. So I guess it's just the British way, innit? it. <laughs> yes. What's your ethnic background? Uh, me, I am Black
2: Caribbean, a foreign Jamaican. Very nice. That's what's up, rude boy. Yeah, <laughs> I've been born and born and bred in London, England. Though, what's your zodiac sign? I'm a Capricorn. And how old are you?
1: Thirty-seven. now All right, let's get to know a little bit about the man behind the performer. Where
2: are you originally from? My, I'm I'm born and bred in London, but like I said, I'm from I'm, my family come from Jamaica, but even then, my my parents are born over here, so I'm British really.
1: <laughs> oh, that's what's okay. So, what was life like for you growing up? You mentioned you were born and raised in London. what was
2: what was little Tony Rope like? I don't want to delve into my past too much in it yeah, but i've always I've always had a bit of a colorful background, in not it? <laughs> yeah you know I mean I don't come from like a prep school background or anything. Some people might call it a hood background. I've just gone through my own struggles, and I found my path to where I am now. Like being a, tr- I'm gonna say troublesome teenager, but in the, the day, I think everyone, everyone, everyone can, everyone, pretty much everyone could probably turn around and say that. You know what I mean? I've had my fair share of fear. How can I put it? I've got a bit of a a dotted past, but. <laughs> I think when you come from a certain certain kind of lower class background it's it's easier to probably see yourself getting down certain roles that probably many other people have seen people go down. But I think the important thing is where you where the journey that you end up on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've ended up in the right place. So everything happens for a reason. I agree with you on that. One hundred percent. But well, I've always been cheeky being a cheeky person, I've always been daring. I've always been a person. I do what I want to do. I've never been a person who followed the crowds per se. you know what I mean, I think at points everyone has to follow the crowd, but I've always just done what I wanted. If I thought it was right, I would do it. Let's talk a
1: bit about what was going on with your life prior to entering the
2: business before I ended it, before I actually ended this business yeah. I I spent about 10 years working in the house and techno industry, working on music. I don't make music or anything, but I used to manage a few artists and DJs. I just know a lot about music, especially house and techno. But whilst I was exploring that side of my life, how I ended up finding my path on this journey here was, I used to write little erotic snippets to girls just to get pussy. And I used to work you just like little snort snippets, like fucking, just describing an orgasm, let's per se, or like describing a short scene like that. And then one girl actually challenged me about write books and all that. Oh, fuck, uh, per se, I fight that. Personally, I hate reading. I don't read, but I've written and published four books. <laughs> Congratulations. But, but that happened off the back of her challenging me, so I ended up just writing a book. So from then I ended up putting out three more. But within that time, I came across a site called Fab Swingers. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. You may have. But that opened up my mind a little bit more to, this, to the world of sex. So I started exploring. Because I've always been this kind of person. Whereas if I want to know something, I want to know everything about it. You know what I mean? I tried to take a great understanding of something. So then I started exploring fab swingers, going to various swingers parties and that. And then I, was, I met a, a lady I was playing with. She kept on taking me to swingers parties and because of the size of my dick, people kept on saying to me, hey, you should get into porn. You should get into porn. And it was something at the time that I had really considered, but the opportunity never quite came up. But then I think I was out a party at Penthouse Playroom and a lady friend I was playing with, she introduced me to uh, someone... I think his stage name, yeah, some I, I can't remember his stage name. I think his stage name is Peter or all. yeah. But she introduced me to this guy, PR, and he actually put me in touch with CFNM, right? a studio called Clothes Theme of Naked Naked Men. Mm-hmm. And I think within the, within the space of a week of him giving me that contact, I bumped into a girl named Gunja Babe at Penthouse Penthouse Playrooms as well. So within a, a week of me seeing both of them, I ended up getting myself in this process where I ended up shooting for CFNM on the 27th of April last year. for the And then I think about a week after, that, I ended up working with Ganja Babe. And then from then, I think my third shoot after that was with Hannah Blake and then things just started to pick up. That's what's up. That's quite the story. Okay, so
1: to backtrack a little bit. Before this whole situation happened, you, just, you said a little bit of a line that I want to pick your brain on a little bit more. So had you thought about doing porn before all of these opportunities started happening? Because it kind of just steamrolled. You know, It was like you were at the right place at the right time, you were speaking with the right people, and then all of a sudden you, did, you booked your first shoot and then more and more and more. So before all of that, like, had you really thought about it? Like, Had you considered
2: doing porn? I'll be real. There's probably like one or two times where the notion kind of flicking into my head, in it, yeah. That hey, well, I wouldn't mind doing it, but then because I think I probably came across one person in my past who spoke of it, but I, I at that time I was finding I didn't understand how to get into it, so uh-huh. I just left, just left it to it. So and then I think there was one point where I actually decided to start looking at doing escorting you know what I mean and then I think I must have signed that to, I must have started looking at signing at one agency and I thought oh fuck this is just bollocks so I just left it but then what from from trying that then and understanding where I'm at now I do understand that sometimes for men this can be a, a hard industry to get into and to be taken seriously so I think in the past, when I actually did think about it before, because I didn't quite see any quite awkward opportunities, the whole idea just seemed to bypass me. Tell me about
1: your first time on set. You referenced the CFNM scene. So break it down for me. What was that experience like for you, your very first time?
2: Well, my very first ever scene, that was with, actually with Lacey Amore. And if I'm honest. The experience itself was a little bit daunting because I was, I'd was—I been given a contact number and been told that, look, hey, look, if you want to shoot with us, you need to sort yourself at Dean Street, so, which I went and got myself done. So I've had to go travel all the way down to their studio in Brighton from London. And my first scene, it was actually a cut, it was a cut scene. My first scene for the CNFM was actually a cut scene with Lacey Yamore. And I think, I remember, on my first day walking in there, I when I like I bumped into um Luke Hardy. <laughs> I had this at a time and I don't know who anybody is. <laughs> and I've seen this guy, I'm like, hey, what's happening? So like I'm sociable, so I took a picture of him and then I found out, right, look, that's Luke Hardy. And then but I just knew that I was shooting with someone called Lacey, Lacey Amore and that she was a baby station girl. That's all I knew. Gone down to this gone down to this building, it just it looked like it's like a building all between some between behind some houses and all that, like. Like, it didn't look quite out of place, but obviously no one, you don't know what you're expecting. It just looked like a building, innit? I've waited, we've gone inside, but when we've gone in the room, all the lights is all on, everything, and I'm like, rah. Like, all the lights took took a bit of shock in me, and I never forget this, because being a considerate my first scene, I didn't have a, exactly how anything was played out or anything. Just, I'm will just, i just used to going to swingers parties and just fighting, just playing with people there. You know what I mean? We've got all these lights there in front, but we actually, what He's explained the whole... It was so nice and easy game with me and completely out-explained how the process went. Like, turned up there. We take... They, they they do a whole complete whole run through the whole scene where you just... um They do a photo set so everyone knows what they're doing. But... God almighty, yeah. First scene ever. I come with the moment, yeah. i I'm, I'm actually blame... Playing- lazy for this year and I said this to her and we laughed about it yeah like, she put a jinx on me I said to her, it's my first scene and she said, to me are you sure you're gonna be able to keep it up I bet yeah I'll be fine I was hard and everything through the photo set but come the moment it's like as it was rolling it's like rah it just hit me <laughs> so I've actually had to disappear for like a little five minutes just to compose myself and I've come back and being hard as a rock good to go and I've got, I got my first scene out of the way so, and my first scene, my first scene, it was a pay shoot and not a content share. So, like, that was just my first step into the door. But then when I did my, sec- my second scene, yeah, my second shoot, my second shoot was with Gunna Baby, Babe, and it was just one that was set up, set up at our house that she kind of shot herself. And that was a total different experience to the scene that I'd done at CFNM, completely because it was away from all the lights and... And everybody else watching, and at Ganda Babes, it was just me and her. But from doing the two of them, I developed a preference of having a video videographer or or, sh- or shooting in a more professional environment. Because as much as I, as much as I do don't I don't mind like home scene videos. I Do prefer it when you've got a videographer because you, can get, you get a little bit of footage. Mm-hmm. And then, so like, but my what, the thing that kind of started picking things, picks, picks, picks things up for me kind of properly was, is to, after shooting with two different people, so I give Ganja Babe a lot of credit because having, after having shot with her, it was having a few shot with her that Hannah Blake Hannah Blake actually found me before she decided to step in the industry with Hannah Blake and my profile just seemed to start going through the roof. So I think about three weeks after shooting with her, my account got deleted on Twitter so I was like, oh God, what do I do? back to square one. So I kind of come off Twitter for about a couple of weeks and I started using Instagram. That's when I made the Tony Rope prof- profile on there. When, and this is when I say that Tomorrow Ink, she's like, she picked me up out of nowhere. <laughs> and I'll never forget this. I've, since Tomorrow Ink, she found me on bloody Instagram. She did in, inboxed me and the message said this, Tony Rope, I've been looking for you. All right. And obviously when I've opened up a profile, I'm like, right, that's her tomorrow. Evening. You know, like I want to do cars. I'm like, yes. Alright. She asked me if I wanted to shoot her up in Birmingham on a Friday. I'm like, yep, I'm coming, I'll do it. You know like I literally just pushed I pushed the ball out to make sure make sure I can manage it. Like, and I, I never forget this in it. Like working with her done so much for me. Yeah. I went up there and shot with her and like, I never forget I went up to, I went up to Birmingham with something like thirty fans Yeah on a Friday yeah <laughs> by the time I came back to by the time i by the time she posted the video and I got back to London I'd probably had something like two, three hundred odd fans and that was just in a couple of hours. And when I woke up the next morning I'd like five hundred plus I'm like fuck <laughs> and then like from then it's like I've just kept myself kept myself humble and quiet and Polite with everyone, and try to just continue making as great work as possible. And things just seem to pick up for me for some reason. I love it. That's quite the story.
1: Okay, so my follow-up for you is because you were in the swinger lifestyle. Do you think that helped you become comfortable with the concept of having sex in front of other people? You know, as you mentioned when you went when you went to the shoots your very first shoots i mean there were all these lights there were all these people there do you think because you were in the swinger lifestyle that helped out or ha- have you always had a bit of an exhibitionist streak in
2: you i'd have to say it's a bit of both and anybody says any different i'm inclined to say they're lying. because i feel to be doing this as to be doing this as a job or even just to do it for fun you have to have a bit of an exhibition in you because you're making content full well knowing that people are going to watch it. You're making content in the hope that people are going to buy it and watch it. So if, people are going to, people, if, you, if you're making content for people to watch it, you have to have a bit of an exhibition streak in you. And then I will say that, yes, because I've been about on a swinging scene, it would naturally it would make me more it, i feel it would make a person and me more comfortable in playing in a situation where you've got people watching because i feel that as anybody if you're doing anything behind closed doors it's so much easier the moment you have to perform doesn't matter what it is whether you're talking football tennis or even dancing the moment you have to perform this in front of people's other people's watching eyes it changes the dynamics of things and it changes scopes of things in it. Some people embrace it. Some people crumble. And I think on that first day, nerves may have got the better of me, but I think that's natural of anyone because I think if you, if you ask any, any great sports person say good majority and probably say like on their first day, something's happened. Let's talk about your performer name, Tony Rope.
1: How did you come up with your performer name?
2: My name was a joke. <laughs> it was just a joke. Like, one of my mates says, what would you call yourself if a porn I said, I don't know. Tony Rope, innit? Dick fit like a rope. <laughs> I, just, and I just said it as a joke. So when I've gone down to CFNM, it's like, what's your porn star name? So I was just like, oh, Tony Rope. So I just stuck with it. I kinda of like it though because I shot with I've shot with this lady called Montez Finger. It's a Spanish lady, isn't it? Yeah. And for some reason when she says my name she goes, Tony Robbe. <laughs> <laughs> but then at the same time, like when I actually take even though I, when I made the name, I made it as a joke, I just kinda of stuck with it because it's one of the things like I just wanted to sound like the person next door. Yeah, you know I mean I think the name that I chose, it just sounds it sounds like a normal name, yeah, but if you understand what I do and understand the name, you could probably find a, find a little joke out of it and, and find where there's a little play on the name because in reference to the job. So I think I got kind of lucky in the name that I picked because I, I could easily come out with some some other name that like blatantly just fucking pointed out the fact that, hey, I've got a big cock before I tried to do it in a bit more of a subtle way and it worked. What do you enjoy most about starring in porn scenes? What do I enjoy most? Hmm. It's a cross between knowing that people enjoy my material and a cross between knowing that I'm pleasuring the person that I'm playing with. Because when it comes to sex, I've never been a selfish, selfish lover. I don't want to use that word. I've never been a selfish lover for me because I've always looked at sex as being such a special activity because what makes sex different from any other activity that you will come across in the entire world, yeah? And this is my perspective. People are totally inclined to disagree in it. But what makes sex special is that sex is one of the only activities, yeah, All right, where as a, sex is one of the only, only activities where like it can just being by touch that every single part of your body has the capability to turn you on. You know what I mean? Every single part of your body has the capability to become what they call an erogenous song. You know what I mean? Because, and this is why people can come across and find that like people like you, someone might lick your armpit and you're like, Hey, that turns me on. Whereas someone else who you don't feel that way, they touch you, you are Like, Hey, it feels ticklish. What are you doing? And for me, because I find sex so special like that, I've always had this thing as whereas as much as I'm having playing with someone, it's not about me. I get my biggest kicks from turning my partner on. So if I know I'm playing with someone and they're getting a big kick and then they're enjoying it, I'm enjoying it myself. So when it comes to making films, if I feel and I can actually see that realness in what I'm doing when playing with a partner... If that comes out on camera, I know that a person I've played with is enjoying it, and a person whoever's watching it, they're going to enjoy it, enjoying it too. Now let's talk about the good
1: and the bad, about being on a shoot. What turns you on the most, and what turns you off the most when you're on
2: set? What turns me on the most? Sex itself is a big turn-on. You know I mean, me being played with is a, is a, is a very big turn-on. Like, at the same time, I really do enjoy group shoots because, like, for instance, when I've shot with Ricardo Black, the chemistry that I have with him, it makes shoots fun. So So I'm going to answer it that way. I think, for me, one of the most enjoyable things about having a shoot is when you can shoot with someone and the play chemistry is just like that. and It just works. It's like me and Ricardo got a chemistry where, we, we've got this double-teaming thing that we do. It's not anything that's ever been spoken about. It just come about, we start tapping each other. He jumps in, I jump in, he jumps in, I jump in. And like, when you can get that kind of chemistry, you know, like, them kind of things, just knowing I can play that, like, them kind of things really turn me on. And in terms of things that turn me off, I one thing that does can turn me off a little bit sometimes is too much noise. I think that's just me and my personal preference, isn't it? <laughs> that is true. Yes. Now, for those that are tuning in
1: that I might be curious to know this. How would you describe your fuck style? How would you describe your style of fucking?
2: How would I describe my fuck style? <laughs> how would I describe my fuck style? Oh, you know describe it like this. <laughs> I'm an energetic baton, yeah, but I move with a bit of finesse and care. (laughs) Yeah, I've never thought about that. (laughs) I'm like a battering ram that hugs you at the same time, (laughs) innit?
1: There you go. (laughs) It's a bit of a contradiction, but I like it. It works, though. Now let's break a porn scene down. In a scene, which do you enjoy the most? Oral, vag or anal?
2: Of the three I prefer fucking vaginal. Like I've, st- I've the more I've been working, I've st- not even just, just be working. The more I, I've been in I've been in I've been with my partner for close to a year now. And my partner's a big fan of anal. Alright. Uh, so in terms of experiencing it a lot more and especially things within the industry I've started to enjoy anal a lot more but my first love's always vaginal sex like as much as I love oral I love the fuck <laughs> Well speaking about
1: that in a scene when you're shooting what's your favorite sexual position and does it differ from your favorite off camera?
2: Nah I say my fa- my favourite position there yeah? It's always going to be the same. I love a woman on her back with her legs spread open in a V-shape, yeah? That way, I've got complete, full control. And I've got full eye contact. Because I'm a person, I love eye contact. Because sex ain't just about just ramming it out. It's it's about that connection between you and someone. And when you're looking in someone's eyes, you're able to read a lot better as to what's going on especially if I've got someone like down in the back and I'm in control because of the the size and girth I've got, I'm able to control and see in your face what every little inch is doing as it goes in and comes out. I'm able to see what every little motion does when I'm moving myself from side to side or in and out. And I don't know, it's just that. And then when I've got that legs in that position, I've got the power whether or not to, like, whether I push your legs back further or, or ease you more. And even even on camera, I still think that's, like, a good good position because as long as you've got a good a good videographer, you end up getting some great footage, some great footage from the behind, some great footage on top.
1: And, of course, we know how a scene ends with the come shot, the pop shot, the money shot in a scene... <laughs> Where is your favorite place to shoot your load?
2: I love a cream pie, you know. Yeah, I love a cream pie, man. And just to watch it ooze out. <laughs> there you go. Because in, in the last scene that we in the last scene that we fight that we shot that, I shot, that I'm the last, wait, well, the last scene I shot was one of the last few scenes I shot. But I'm actually putting this video out today, Alright. It's a DVP DAP scene that I did with ricardo black and emma stone yeah now we've given her a double cream pie yeah but so we've both we've both come inside of her yeah one of us is come inside of her ass and one of us is come inside of her pussy all right now but as she's got up here it's you can see as she starts squirting and as she squirts she drips out at the same time uh, i just fucking love that and then and I think it's the same thing. The same thing happened with happened with Kimbo between me with me Kimbo and Mads when we was having some cu- um, having some cuckold adventure the other weekend. Come inside of her, actually started squirting, it come straight, comes, 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 the come, cum comes straight out, <laughs> and I fucking love that. Let's get into double vag and double anal
1: penetration. Because that has really, I I don't want to say it's taken the industry by storm, but I feel like in recent years, we've been seeing a lot more of that. So as a performer, as the man in the scene, what is that scene like to shoot? You know, what is it like to perform in that scene? Because I feel like, I mean, let's be honest. Let's just be real. The people that are listening right now, the majority of them have probably never done double vag or double anal. So can you explain to them what that experience is like? Um, what does that feel like? Um, is there some sort of, um, do you have to do like, for lack of a better word, some sort of like rhythmic technique with the other male performer to make sure that it works well? Just break down a double vag
2: slash double anal type of scene all uh,
1: right one thing i
2: always have to bear in mind me because i am so thick yeah <laughs> for me to come across anybody who's willing to do dvp or dap with me you have to high five them first of all and say to him they are a champion yeah because there are a lot of people who look at me and say you're not coming in me at all <laughs> And there are a higher percentage number of people who will turn around and say, that dick is not gaining my ass point blank. So if I come across anyone that is willing to do it with me, they're champion. Now, one thing I would say, a lot of lube is always needed because it is very, very tight in there. <laughs> and especially if you're getting two big cots in there. And I think it's one thing as as a person... Yeah, you have to remember is that people's bodies are sensitive. So you have to take care of when you're involved in the action because you don't want to start fucking just going through hammer and tongue at the start and trying to force it in because you can rip people and you've got to be careful and mindful and respectful. But it's like just trying to get in there; it's a very tight squeeze once you're in, then you know you're in. Like you it's just more like little rocking movements and, and you're sliding out as much as you can and pushing it back in without trying to slip out. You know what I mean? But at sometimes it can be awkward trying to find yourself in the right position, but once you're there, you know you're in. But but one thing I can I'll say that sometimes it is hard finding it's finding straight men who are comfortable doing that you know what I mean because I know there's other people I've mentioned today it's like nah they won't do it completely understandable because everyone everyone has their limits you know what I mean but for me the first times I had done DVP off camera I was like this feels fucking amazing and to, and then what I did with Emma Stone that was, that was actually my first DAP scene on camera Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. Uh, and to be fair, like me, me and Em, we like, were like, supposed to film something like this from before, but something in the universe happened where the plans ended up getting cancelled, but lo and behold, we ended up getting that scene sh- sh- cracked out the other week, and you know, it was out for everyone to buy it, as of tonight. Congratulations. Very nice. Very
1: nice. Okay, so... In total, how long have you
2: been in the adult industry? In total, I am 11 days short of being in the industry. that's a lie i'm'm I'm, I'm 21 days short, right so three weeks short of being in the industry for a year. Congratulations so, end, on end that! Of the month, end of the month for my anniversaries, but I'm celebrating my anniversary by having a threesome with Penny Blake and Ruby Onyx.
1: Very nice.
2: So, <laughs> that's very big level to be into my first year in industry. Love the sound of
1: that! Congratulations. I mean, let's be honest, there aren't that many performers that make it a year. So, congratulations <laughs> on that. Also, a little birdie Thank told you. me. And the little birdie was you. Is that you know you haven't even been in the game for a year and you just learned that there are some nominations?
2: Yeah, I found out this morning that I've been nominated for the Snap Together Awards, been nominated for Best Smell Newcomer. That's yeah, good. I'm quite, quite chuffed about that. Congratulations that I do manage to win it. Well, I'm up against some pretty good competition, and from what I can see. A good majority of them, the guys that are on the list, I think they've all been in the industry for a fair bit longer than me. So, just to see my name on that list with them, it's like you know, kudos to me, and just shows that what I've been doing seems to be paying off. I'm just going to keep cracking on. Absolutely,
1: very awesome. Well, you know, you're going to need to find some more hot dog buns.
2: <laughs> oh, you saw that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that that was a that was an idea of mine. I tried to be as, I've got, naturally I'm a creative person, but that was just a creative idea that come off, coming out of a joke with me and my partner. I think me and my partner was down at home, we was chatting chatting some shit about, yeah, putting my dick in a sandwich. So, but then when I was talking about Kimbo, talking to Kimbo and Mads, said to look, got an idea that I want to get cracking on within it, yeah, like, let's get some hot dog buns. That way, at least we can just get messy with it. It'll just be a little fun idea. And if I'm right in thinking originally, when I actually came up with that scene idea, I came up with that scene idea because I didn't want Kai Kai Baby to feel left out. Because I know if you might look at my profile, you'll see that I actually have shot a scene with Kai Kai Baby. But that was, that originally, that was not part of the plan. Because she'd seen pictures of me and she turned around and said, look, his dick's too big for me. Like she refused to touch it. You know what I mean? So I've gone to Manchester, gone to go shoot with him. And out of respect, I've let her know, look, completely understand where you stand. And out of respect, I'm never going to push anything. But if you happen to choose your, change your mind, it's completely up to you. You know what I mean? And in terms of doing that, I said to her, like, look, I don't want you to feel left out in anything that we're shooting in it, yeah? So I'm going to construct the scenes in a way where you still feel like you've got some part involvement. So if you want to get involved, you can completely get involved. So that's where, because I had that in my mind from the start before I went out there, that's where I came up with the idea of the hot dog bang and I said, look, if she, won't, if she won't play, play, if she doesn't want to, if she doesn't, if doesn't feel comfortable enough to fuck me, if she does want to p- play with me, just give me a blowjob, she's more than welcome to get involved in that if she wanted to. Even from there, she wasn't even supposed to get in with that from the start because I think we shot one scene, earlier and i said that you can just pretend that you've come to open the door she's literally sat there playing with herself in that scene and then she decides to break the duct herself and try to suck suck my cock in it was actually funny because just putting her mouth on the tip is where she started gagging (laughs) and then we've gone to do the hot dog scene and kai kai baby she's such a great sport yeah she was there pretending she was there she played the waitress in all of this And she was putting sauce all over my cock in the hot buns and all of that. And I think Mads turned around and said, do you want to taste? She's like, yeah. And she just got on with it. I'm like, get in there, girl. (laughs) Well, since we've been talking about
1: it, since you've mentioned it so many times, let me ask you the big question. How much is Tony Rope packing?
2: Do you know what? My cock, yeah, is, and I've measured this properly, yeah. I'm not one of them people who's going to say it's bigger than what it is, yeah. My cock is only eight and a half inches, yeah. But it is thick, almost as thick as a can of coke. Like, you know you get the can of coke, yeah. You mm-hmm. know you've got a wide circumference of the coke, yeah. But you know when you've got the top, yeah. You know that ring at the top, yeah. The circumference of my cock fits the whole of that. And I know that for a fact because we've done a mould and it sits right on the edges of that. All right, listeners, Tony Rope is big and thick. (laughs) Just a bit, just a bit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just a bit. Do you do anything in particular to maintain a good load for the pop shot? Do you do any preparation when you know you have a scene coming up to make sure that the pop is right for the camera?
2: Just don't fuck my girlfriend the night before. (laughs) There you go. Oh, God, no, there's times when I woke up in the bed next to her, you know, like, come on, I, f- I think my girlfriend's fucking sexy, isn't it? Like, there's some beautiful girls out there, but to me, my girlfriend's the sexiest woman in the world, isn't it, yeah? So sometimes when I wake up next to her, you know, like, it's like, oh, fuck, i got shit today. <laughs> so I'm my teeth. There's even times where I've tried to climb on top of her, you know, I've gone down to sex and I've had to stop myself from coming because I have to work. So I've just had to much. learn to discipline myself to say, Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's too much.
1: All right. So speaking of performers and the baddies of the industry, I'm curious to ask you, as someone who's been in the game for almost a year, you're just, you know, 20 days and a little bit of change away from your one year anniversary in the game, who have been some of your most favorite performers to work with now i'm not necessarily looking for a top five top ten top three or anything like that unless you want to do that i'm just saying in general you know who are some performers that come to mind when you think of favorite performers to work with
0: i've
2: worked i've shot close to something like 50 scenes now yeah all right and i'm gonna say, I, i'm just not not being trying to be cliche when i say this isn't it yeah but i would say that Pretty much everyone I've worked with, they've all been amazing within their own right. Yeah, but don't want to go on like I've got any favorites. <laughs> but there's some people that I've really enjoyed working with. And whether it's just been because the videos came out great or just been how they've been as a person in it. Like Tamara Ink is someone that I will always sing highly of. I will sing this, this girl's name from the top of the roofs. Yeah. Like, I'm going to mention Ricardo Black as well, right, because I've worked with her a number of times and the kind of chemistry you mean him have, it's just, it's been unreal. Catalina Valentine, yeah, is another person that I love working with, yeah. I've worked shot with her a few times and I laugh till I fart with her, yeah. Sometimes it's hard to work with her because all we do is just bloody laugh, right? <laughs> and then... Emma Stone was actually really, really, really good to work with the other day. She's such a laugh, so easygoing, and I can say the same about Kim, Kim, Kimbo, the Bimbo, and Mads in that crew. When I worked with them the other day, I was just literally in bits with them. And, else, and I've, I've, yo, I? do you know what? Do you know who else was actually really joy to work with? Alexa Weiss was actually a really joy. To, Good joy to work with as well, like proper ease to gain and proper nice to work with, and the kind of bits of advice and insight she gave me was like always been very good and helpful. And then I Ale- don't the photographer as a tog, he's fucking awesome. What the, the quality of his work is actually awesome, and in the speaking to him, the bits of advice that he's helped me, that's that's always been great. So. Yeah, I just have to go with those, not to suspect like, And I still think everyone else I've I've worked with is totally amazing and I've picked up a few different things, but just answering your question, those are the ones that quite stand out to me. Now, this is the, an even bigger
1: question, because this is a question that's going to lead to hopefully the power of manifestation for you. Who have you not worked with that you're looking forward to
2: working with in the future? Who's on your wish list? Do you know what, yeah. If you had asked me this a month ago, yeah, I would have mentioned three names. I would have mentioned three names, yeah, that I've on my list, yeah, for this month alone, yeah, right, that hadn't worked before or properly, yeah. <laughs> and lo and behold, yeah, life has thrown them all my way this month. Victoria Peters has always been on my list from when I came in the industry, and I'm sheet sheeting with her. Barring anything happen, anything does, anything the universe doesn't get in the way, I'll be shooting with Victoria Peach this month. Right, and she's been like top of my list. Valentina Bianco has always been kind of close to top of my list, and Penny Blake. And luckily, I can all three of them this month at different points. But Fantastic. Outside of those three, I love to work with Ava Austin. Yeah, I think Ava Austin would be great to work with. Are
1: there any performers or any individuals in the industry that you look up to? Are there any performers or individuals in the adult industry that inspire you in what you're trying to do
2: in the business with your career? The first name I look to is Jason Love. Like... I'm not going to I'm not going to say sit or I have idols and all that in it yeah but the bits of work that I've seen, seen he has and the way he carries himself what well, his physical appearance, he seems to come across in his videos I rate that you know what I mean like uh, I think for me Jason Love is the man isn't it <laughs> very nice I mean he's a good choice
1: and and he is Killing the game, like even though he was gone for a moment, and now he's back. Like, yeah, he is crushing it, and he has a huge fan base.
2: Yeah, man, he's sick.
1: I think, I think the whole of that
2: that that black team—they do a lot of stuff. But for me, he's just like—I see the way—I see the way his physique looks—that makes me want to train harder. I see the people that he works with; makes me want to work harder. So (laughs) it's like, Jason, I'm coming for you, bro.
1: Now let's shift gears a little bit and let's talk about some of the serious issues in the industry. And the first question in this set is, are there any misconceptions or myths about adult performers that you would
2: like to dispel? I don't know. I haven't really come across any myself, to be fair. Like, the only myth I could, probably come ac- I could probably dispel is that not all male performers are dicks. <laughs> I know there's probably a lot that have been blacklisted or probably some that may need blacklisted but I don't think sometimes it's fair to tarnish everybody with the same brush because we all we're all people as individuals but in terms of myths per se I can't haven't really come across such myself I still class myself as a bit of a baby in this industry is there an aspect of the industry that you do not enjoy Personally, I can't say that there's an aspect of the industry that I personally, I, I myself don't enjoy because I feel that I try to p- only put myself in places of happiness and enjoyment. And I believe that there's so much out there for people, you sh- it sh- should be easy for you to find yourself in a corner or in a place that makes you happy. And I've just got this mentality whereas if I feel there's anything out there that might upset me, I just do my best to keep myself away from it. That way I can't let it bother me or affect me. I just I try not to dawn too much on, on anything negative because I feel that if I start dawning on anything too negative, it has an impact on my life. So it's better I just keep my focus on on positive things and happy things. And if I do come across anything negative, I do my best to try turn, flip it on its head and pull it in a positive, positive way. Or if it's something that I can't my, myself have an impact on, I just have to keep it moving. As a
1: black man in the adult industry, have you ever experienced any racism, colorism, discrimination or microaggressions?
2: Within, the, within this industry, myself, now, nah. not within the industry, Every, everybody that I've dealt with and come across has dealt with me accordingly. You know what I mean? And then, as I think I said before, I've got a complete understanding and respect that not everything is for everybody. Everybody has their own different likes and types, and I'm a person, I completely respect that. And I like to think that majority of people would respect that too. So I personally don't tend to come across a lot of different things like that within the industry myself. So
1: you reference that you're in a relationship, so I'm curious to ask you about dating while in the industry. Is it difficult to date while you're in the industry? Is it, uh, I mean, you said you've been in the relationship for a year, you've been in the industry for about a year, so uh, I don't know what to assume. I don't know if you were in the relationship right before you started the industry or shortly after, but uh, I- I'm just curious to pick your brain
2: on dating while being a porn star. In terms of people within the industry, I'm finding myself a partner in it, yeah? everything comes down to understanding. Yeah? If you're within the industry, you have to understand that people outside of the industry are liable to see things a certain way. And you have to understand that. You know what I mean? So I think in terms of a person in the industry dating, yeah, you could be inclined to say, oh, yeah, it's a little bit more difficult. But you have to completely understand that in many respects, we're not in what people class as being normal jobs. So if you're doing something that is kind of against the grain, you have to kind of naturally find yourself around people who can accept things that are against the grain. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it can probably probably make things people feel like it, things be a little bit more difficult. But at the same time, life is difficult itself. So it's just about making sure you have an understanding with whoever you're talking to or seeing at the time. And I think regardless of what industry you're in, if you're honest about your proceedings or what's going on, it's less likely to be problems. I know, but it's hard It's hard for me to comment on relationships per se when I just look at it it's like, as long as you've got an honest understanding of a relationship and a bond that, you've, that you have with a person, the industry itself shouldn't be a problem.
1: I do agree with you on that. One of the things that I always reference that's just a recurring theme with me whenever I discuss with performers about you know, just relationships and dating in the industry is you know, open communication. If, you, if the communication is there, it is a smoother ride than not.
2: Yeah, and, but I think that I I say that same theory applies to a relationship outside of this industry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But as long as pe- as long as people are communicating, no matter what industry you know, whatever you're doing, the relationship should be able to stand the test of what whatever what you're going through. And if it's not meant to be, then it's not meant to be. Like the only the one thing I would say is that if your if you you're a person that is in the in in the industry and you'll have a partner that's not in the industry, you have to accept that sometimes that a person they may view the industry a certain way because they're not exactly in it. You know what I mean? And you have to remember, this is an industry where a lot of it is based on trust and the hope that people are moving professional especially when it comes to certs and being around people. You know what I mean? And and as people, people always find it naturally hard to trust sometimes. That's why, regarding any situation, it's just still about being open and communication with your partner.
1: I agree with you on all of that. So... The, the final question that I have in the set of some, you know, some of the serious issues in the industry is family. I'm just curious, just in general, I, I don't need to know, you know, anything too deep, but just does family know about your work in the industry? Is this something that you, you are public with in, when it comes to family, or is this something that you're still kind of keeping to yourself?
2: For me, I look at it like this. Everything's out there, but just because everything's out there, do you need to go around having a conversation with everyone about everything? That's just my mentality on things. <laughs> like, if everything's out there. People know what they know, but just because they know doesn't mean to say we need to sit down and have a conversation with anything, anyone about anything. I feel you on that. Like, I'm, 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 a, I'm a performer that shows face. So as a performer that shows face, I've got to be wholly prepared and wholly expect that people may see things. that like, don't bother me. I've signed up to fucking, I'll be, I'm will be. i going to be in the fucking House of Dragons in a few weeks. I'm going to be an extra in the background getting a blowjob <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> with my face on the camera. <laughs> so, and that's a fucking worldwide villain TV show. <laughs> Wait, this that's is my. for real, real for real real congratulations
1: like that's amazing being an extra on that big ass tv show
2: congratulations on that yeah i'm either the dude getting my dick sucked or the guy, guy watching someone getting their dick sucked but i'm definitely in it <laughs> very
1: nice i'm sure you love the idea of getting paid some good bucks for a softcore scene
2: all day long
1: <laughs> yes fantastic that's brilliant amazing all right. Listeners, stay tuned. You will be seeing Tony Rope in the background of uh, House of uh, the Dragon at some point in the near future.
2: Second season, too.
1: <laughs> exactly. Look out for him. I'm assuming it's a, probably like a big orgy scene, or maybe you're in a brothel. I think it's
2: I think it's an orgy scene, they said.
1: Very nice. Congratulations on that. All right. So let's move away from the serious stuff, and let's talk about your original content. So throughout the interview, you know, we've been sort of talking a little bit, sort of tiptoeing around your content, but now let's talk about it officially. What type of content can the listeners expect to see? What, what, what kind of content, how would you describe your original content? I feel like I know the answer to it. It's going to be hardcore and intense.
2: But I want to hear you describe it. I was going to say big dick swinging action with a smile on the face. There you go. <laughs> expect plenty of squirting, plenty of hard banging, plenty of smiling. I think there's all a good few laughs in some of the videos too. I don't know. It's just, you can expect to see good looking bodies, yeah? <laughs> big dicks fucking some amazing women like boy girl scenarios group scenarios some of them are just me just fucking just turning up and doing what i do being tony rope other scenes is it's a bit more me to play a bit more me putting a bit more storyline to it mm-hmm. but no matter what my videos are about fun i try to have fun in all my videos so if i'm having fun hopefully you get to see some hot action there you go. That's fun too. Yes, and hopefully the viewers are having fun,
1: whatever it is that they're doing. Hope so. <laughs> exactly. How often do you update your like your OnlyFans? Like how often do you release new content is basically what I'm trying
2: to ask. I'm at a point where I've usually I'm usually putting out a video of it every week. Every, Usually about, I'm at a point where I'm getting a video about out about every week, you now Like, only, only fans, I tend to put things out there every week. But on my many vids or share account, I generally tend to, depending on my mood or when it comes, as soon as they come, I put them up because it's just like a video shot. You know what I mean? Sometimes I don't, I don't see the point in making people wait forever because... I'm excited to watch it, so I'm sure everyone else will be excited to watch it. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: Is there anything, sort of scene-wise, concept-wise, that you haven't done yet that you plan on doing in the future, or that you plan on incorporating into your
2: original content? I haven't actually been involved in a proper game, game. All right. We're well, not on camera in it, and that's that's one I want to pro- I want to proper arrange and get involved in, and that is in the process of being sorted out. A lot of it's just you get quiet there, and then you don't. So it's like, hmm. So I don't know. It's 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 in the coming. It's in the coming. But that's that's one scene I would like to sort out properly. So I reckon that'd be a great fun to shoot. Oh my days, I just got a follow from Ava Austin. <laughs> we have late
1: breaking news here on One-on-One on One with Poppy Chula. I like Look it. At.
2: Look at that. I mentioned that. Look at that. I mentioned a name to you. We <laughs> talked you about you the power of
1: manifestation. I'm just saying.
2: I know, you said it. You called it.
1: <laughs> yes. You know, we make magic here on Poppy Chulo Radio. So, okay. So a gangbang. I think a gangbang, like a regular gangbang, as well as a reverse gangbang, would be really oh,
2: good with you. Well, me being gangbang, I think that'd be sick. <laughs> yes, I think you have the energy. I've had a miniature version of that. I called it riding a rope train. Was, <laughs> oh, I love was, the name. But that was me. And that was me. And that was it. Was me and three ladies, but Mark Rose was involved too. Do you fair. Think... It was Mark Rose that actually kind of coined it, yeah? Because I fucking—I think Summer was, Summer was on top of it. He's like, go on, baby, you are riding the rope train. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then after that, I think Summer got off me, Princess Jazz got on me next, and then Hot Wife Alice. Should have been a few more, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> exactly.
1: Yes. Fantastic. That's just its magic. It's porn magic right there. <laughs> Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique about Tony Rope.
2: I don't know. What's unique? I write poetry. I've got a poetry book coming out this year. I'm not sure yet when, though. Still to be confirmed, but it's definitely coming out this year.
1: I love that Tony Rope is a man of literature.
2: Uh, man of a few
1: words. Yes. A few words. <laughs> I like it. Props to that. Describe yourself in ten words or less.
2: Just the average guy with a smile and a big dick. Now, as we start
1: wrapping things up, I have this list of pop culture-oriented questions that are designed to allow the listeners and your fans to get to know some of your favorites. The first question in this set is, what are five of your most favorite television shows?
2: TV show. Ooh. Does football count, yeah?
1: <laughs> yeah, why not?
2: Football's a TV show for me. Oh. I rate Vikings, yeah. Vikings is a show that I rate, yeah. Alright. Uh, and um, I used to rate that show the wire, innit, yeah? Um I've been watching with my misses a lot, yeah. Remember that show? what's it called? Two and a half men? Mm -hmm. I find that funny, innit, yeah? Um, It's not a show that I kind of binge on. I used to, like, oh, I'm trying to remember it now. Oh, I've been watching it in my missus' house. That's actually not too bad. I started getting into that.
1: Who are four of your all-time favourite music artists?
2: Oh. Considering you say music artists, yeah? I'm just gonna throw in DJs and producers in there as well because that I have my I've got more of a love for house and techno than anything. Yeah, right. as as a DJ and producer, yeah, one of my favorites is the Stroke, hands down. Right, and also there's a set of DJs called the Martinez Brothers, but they make some absolute wicked music. Yeah. I've always been a big fan of Keisha Cole. Yeah. I think Nas is an incredible rapper. Yeah. Uh, I used to love his Still Matter 2 album. Yeah. And as a singer, she always sticks in my head. Yeah. Well, this is five in it. I'm saying, but fuck it. Yeah. Corinne and ba- Corinne Bailey Ray. She sings that song, girl, put your records on. Yeah, she sings it just like that. Bad girl. (laughs) Bad girl (laughs) smell.
1: Very nice. That's quite an eclectic mix. I like it.
2: I've also released music myself, you know. I said, Dan. Type in Cecil in it. You will see my name. I've produced house and People took my voice and stuck it on fucking house and techno tunes. Got some decent releases. Oh, yeah, I've had a colourful life the... in it.
1: What are three of your most favourite films?
2: Drunken Master 1. Yeah. With Jackie Chan's bad boy in that. Yeah. All uh, right. One of my other favourite films is City of Gods. The first one. All uh, right. There's no English in that. And I don't speak Brazilian or Spanish, but I rate that film. It's Portuguese, to be fair. And um, The Mockingbird. First one.
1: What are two foods you can't live without?
2: Fried dumplings and chicken.
1: And what is one of your guilty pleasures?
2: Pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One of my guilty pleasures. It works. Yeah, I'm going to run with that. Yes. (laughs)
1: Are you currently binging anything? Are you currently binge-watching
2: anything? No, I haven't, I haven't found anything that's actually kind of tickled me. I've, just got this, I've got this habit where I find things, I get interested in it for one or two episodes, and I fall asleep, and my missus watches the rest of the series and tells me what happens. I've got a bad attention span when that's it comes funny. to TV. That's funny.
1: Well, you get the Cliff Notes version, so
2: you get all the good parts without if some of the gu- boring if it, stuff. Yeah, if it's good, then I know I've got to go back to watch it. <laughs> That's hilarious. If she's she's turned it off yet, I know it's shit. (laughs) That is too funny.
1: What's next for Tony Rope? What's coming out soon? What's what can the listeners expect from you in the near future? I mean, clearly, I mean, you're going to be going and hanging out with some dragons very soon. But outside of that,
2: what can they expect? Well, you know what? Yeah, like. I've got a bloody busy, busy month coming up, right? So I can say what you can, what listeners can look forward to this month, they can look forward to shoots for me and Baby Kitten, Rocky Horror, Ruby Onyx, Victoria Peach, Katalia Valentine, Skyda Squirt, Valentina Bianco, Penny Blake, and Aria, that couple, she's gorgeous as well. Shooting with her from Babe Station. I've got a hardcore scene. that I'm in the process of planning with Nurse Tilly. What else have I got coming up? And yeah, I just did. Well, I've got this scene that I'm coming up that I did with Arouse VIP. And look out for just look out for Arouse VIP. If you don't follow them and follow them, yeah, like I'm gonna be doing a lot more work with these guys over the next year and year and time to come. So. I'm excited for everything that's to come. So let's look out for whatever I've got coming. <laughs> How can your fans reach you?
1: Where can they find you on the web, social media, as well as all of the different platforms
2: in which they can find your content? It's time to hook them up with the links. All right. I'm going to keep this nice and simple. Yeah. Best thing to do. Yeah. On every platform except Twitter. Yeah. Tony Rope UK. Yeah, on share it's Tony Rope UK, on OnlyFans it's Tony Rope UK, on many vids it's Tony Rope UK, on Instagram I'm Tony Rope UK, I'm sure my name's Tony Rope UK, on Reddit too, but on Instagram my name's Tony Rope BBC. Like, but I just search Tony Rope, I pop up, man. I've tried it, I put my name on Google and Tony Rope, I come up, you'll find me. <laughs> Fantastic. And on Twitter? Yeah, on Twitter, Tony wrote BBC. Perfect. But I will say this, yeah, look for my profile on Arouse VIP, yeah, because I'm always going to have an Arouse account. And what's amazing about Arouse is that if for some reason Twitter decides to delete my Twitter, Arouse will always have the recent links to find me. It's why it's a great platform that they're making. Very cool.
1: I like that. So uh, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters that are tuning in?
2: Well, the only thing I've got to say is thank you for tuning in and listening. Thanks for all the great support. Thank you for any of you that never heard me before. And will start supporting me. And a little bit of a shameless plug. Like, if you do want to vote for me for Best Newcomer, much appreciated. (laughs) If you vote for me, if you think if I deserve the vote in it, that's what I say. But either way, I look forward to putting out more great content for people to appreciate. And thanks for having me, Puppy Chulo.
1: Of course, Tony Rope. I want to thank you so much for the interview. No worries, man. Happy to be here. Yes, and the doors open for more whenever you want to come back and update the listeners on what you've been up to. You're more than welcome to come back. You have an sure, open man. invite.
2: Nice one. Much appreciated.
1: You're welcome, and listeners. I also want to thank you for tuning into One on One with Poppy Chulo. Before we go, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us.
3: Thank you for downloading One on One with Poppy Chulo. Here are a few helpful reminders. For more information on One on One with Poppy Chulo, visit poppychulo.radio.com/slash/afterdark. Follow Poppy Chulo on Twitter at twitter.com slash Poppy Chulo one-on-one. That's at Poppy Chulo. The number one. The word on. And the number one. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Poppy Radio. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash Poppy Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. Back to you, Poppy Chulo.
1: Thanks, announcer. And with that... Tony Rope, and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Good night. Happy Easter.
0: Thanks for listening to One on One with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio. And like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week.